Hello and welcome to Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I am your studio host, Orrin Stewart. Thank you all for joining us today. We have another amazing episode in store for you. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss it. Once again, thank you for joining us here and checking in. I am your studio host, Oren Stewart. Now it's time to introduce our host of the show, Dr. Miranda Kitterlin Lynch and Mr. Leon Thomas. Hello. How are you both? Hey, Oren, all is good. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. You all have a great show. Thank great. you so much. Thank you. Hey, Miranda, what's happening? Good. Everything's good. It's a holiday season. I got a fancy new microphone for episode Ooh. number 15. Episode 15, that means new microphone. All right, I see how we're going here. So that means that episode 30, I need to step my game up some. Is that how this goes? Okay, I hear you. We're doing big things. So I made the big commitment to the big microphone. All right, sweet. I like it. I like it. So any any uh, plans for the, for the holidays? Uh, we have some family coming in to visit. Uh, because we have small children, we tend to not travel for the holidays. Instead, we welcome people to visit us. What about you? I Nothing big. My, my children are older, 38 and 25. So they'll come over and we'll, we'll hang out a bit. I'll just be happy to see them. Not a big gift exchange, although they will get something, but nothing, nothing too big. The biggest thing for me is racquetball. But you, you knew that. You, you knew it's a, it's a big time that. for racquetball. If anyone wants to give racquetball a try, December 30th at the Northeast Regional Rec Center in Baltimore from 2 till 5, open courts. You can come and check it out. I mean, if you need to travel from California, that's okay. It's only like 45 minutes from the Baltimore airport. I'm just saying. <laughs> awesome. I may show up. And maybe we'll ask our guest, Robin Moncrief, if she'd like to show up and play racquetball. Yes. Robin's our guest today here on Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. Hey, Robin, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks good, for being good here. Good to have you here. Have you played racquetball before? I've never played racquetball. I have tried my hand at tennis, and that's pretty much it. Is I, I would imagine it's similar, right? Uh, no, no, actually it's, it's quite different. Yeah. Oh, quite. So we'll have to get you, get you on the court. See the difference is it's played in an enclosed room, 20 by 40 with a 20 foot mm -hmm. ceiling mm -hmm. and, uh, tennis, you know, you, it's a larger court and that's one of the reasons I like playing racquetball over tennis. You don't have to chase the ball all over the place. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's a smaller space. One of the properties that I worked at actually had racquetball courts, um, and you could kind of watch from a enclosed area, you know, yeah. the windows down. So yeah, the, the high ceilings, but then a closer, closer room, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that, that's it. Right on. Yeah. 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 Okay, that Thanks sounds for... even better. Not being outside in the winter time. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. It is more appealing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but we're not here for racquetball. Not not here for racquetball. 
Robin, you're doing some a lot of good things in in hotels and hospitality. You've done a great deal. Why don't you run through kind of your background of some of the things that you you've done, and then we'll we'll talk further. Okay, sure. I can uh, tell you, I'm a 35 plus hospitality veteran. I've worked um, for full service, limited service, select service. I've worked for all of the brands. Um, all of the different areas of town. So airport properties, downtown, suburban. Um, I like to get involved uh, at the university level and uh, go to the hospitality school. I like to pick up um, a mentor, a mentee rather. Um, so I was a mentor for uh, a young lady at Cornell just recently. So I'm hoping to have the opportunity to do that. Um, the University of Houston has a big hospitality program, so um, I've had the opportunity to go there and represent um, the hotels that I've work, worked for. And then I just like to inspire anybody um, that is interested in a career in hospitality. And it does not have to always be in a hotel. So I like to share that information with people as well. That's fantastic. That's amazing. And if any of our FIU students are listening, reach out to Robin because it sounds like you're a very valuable source of wisdom and yes. inspiration. Yeah. So, so tell me if you could, I saw on your LinkedIn that you're listed as a confident risk taker. And there's something about that that just really spoke to me. I really, really like it. You know, I, I don't think, I mean, you go through life and you have decisions to make, right? And so you can take the safe route, the safe choice, or you can take a risk. I mean, either way, you're going to learn something from it. So I kind of like to be a little rebellious and go the opposite way. So that's why I say I'm a confident risk taker. If it doesn't work out, so be it. I, I learn a lesson. Um, I can use an example for for work. If you're working on a at a property and you have a group that's coming in, how much are you going to oversell the hotel? How confident do you feel that you can oversell the hotel and, and it work out, you know? So those are one of the risks as a director of sales that I was really willing to take within reason, of course, because you don't want to walk, walk people just because, but you know, you want to push the envelope a little bit. So I consider myself pushing the envelope and taking a risk. I love that. That's fantastic. And just standing by it, you know, just standing in it. So when I say confidently, I'm going to stand in it. Like I said, if it works out, beautiful. If it doesn't, oh, well, my bad. I know what, you know, to do for next time. But that's, yeah. I, I, that's excellent. Um, I often tell my students that one of the things that I find most valuable in when I'm learning from someone is learning from their mistakes. Is there a time that you could share with us where you did take a risk and it didn't exactly work out and maybe what you learned from that? Oh, wow. I'm sure I've got lots of examples, but I can use one for sure. It's kind of stuck with me. I was um, working with the group when I was with the Convention and Visitors Bureau and they told me what they were looking for. They told me what they needed. And um, I was planning a site visit for them to come visit the city that I was representing. And they happened to show up before I did. And that was tragic because they saw some stuff that I probably would not have shown them. Um, so looking back, that's a lesson <laughs> that I learned. And I probably would have known 
and save them that time had I done a little more digging, a little more qualifying. Uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't book that group. Needless to say. <laughs> yeah. Robin, you know, you were talking about <clears throat> risk taking, and you also talked about your background that you've worked um, downtown hotels, airport properties, rural locations, and so forth. So you you have experience in it all. And as you know, um, each market itself has its own its own vibe to it, its own yeah. scientific way of, of managing. Let me mm-hmm. share something that, that happened to me. Um, one of the first hotels that I ran uh, in Pittsburgh, I overbooked the hotel by 33. Hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. I was confident that it was going to, as we say, it was going to wash. It'll yeah. be okay. Right. So we're 33 overbooked. And the night auditor, that's the person for our viewers who works the overnight shift, typically from 11 to 7. They check them in, check them out and do some of the accounting process or sleep in the back or all of them, all of the above. <laughs> um, the night auditor, when I came into work one day, he says, you know, we're 35 overbooked for Friday. I'm like, yeah, this is like Tuesday. He's like, it'll be OK. I go, it'll be OK. And he says, it'll wash. no, it's not. He goes, no, it's not. I go, it'll wash. He goes, Mm-mm. you're going to be walking people 50, 60 miles to Ohio. You watch. <sighs> and I go, not going to happen. He goes, okay, you're the boss. Yeah. Guess what happened? I was walking them 50, 60 miles oh, to Ohio. I was oh, walking. Yeah. And the first couple of times, you know, I was, it was home. I'm home. It's a Friday night. And the desk staff's calling me saying, I have a guest here. It needs to be walked. Now ah, you go ahead. You handle. I just tell them we're sorry, you know, whatever. Oh my God. I was a confident risk taker, but I, <laughs> oh. I, I did more research the next time we, we had yeah. a big convention coming to town. I did, I did a better job there. What's the lesson yeah. that you learned? Oh, the lesson I learned, there were actually two that I can say that I took away from that. One, was before you take risk, research what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Right, to make sure you have yeah. enough information to, to yeah. take the proper risk. But right. the second was listen to your team members. Mm-hmm. Right. This this auditor said you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. He'd only been at the hotel like 11 years. You know, I've been there three months. Mm-hmm. Right. He knew knew the market. And uh, so if I had to do that again, yeah, that, that's the lesson that I would I would take away from it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Robin, tell us this. Tell us about your podcast. You have a podcast called Don't Look Under the Bed. Tell yes. us. Give us the information on that. Yes. So my co-host and I, Nikki Wade, have a podcast called Don't Look Under the Bed, a hospitality podcast. And we started it during the pandemic as a way to stay connected to the industry, as a way to encourage and inspire people that were going through some of the same challenges that we were going through as we looked for work, because we both were furloughed during the pandemic. Well, not furloughed, but subsequently laid off. So we started the podcast just to talk about things that we missed um, about being about working on property, uh, how to get back into uh, back into the hotel. And you can find our podcast, Don't Look Under the Bed, um, wherever you listen, uh, Apple, Spotify, um, Google Play, 
it's it's everywhere. You can also check us out on Instagram at uh, Don't Look Under the Bed Pod. Uh, you can find us there. So connect with us there. We talk to uh, folks from the front desk. We talk to uh, industry leaders and um, hospitality gurus. So we've had Leon on the show. Um, we've had Dr. Jeffrey Obameji on the show, Dr. Rishi on the show, um, and everybody in between. We want to talk to any and everybody who is passionate about this industry, passionate about customer service, taking care of the guests, and also passionate about getting that associate room rate. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of reasons to love hospitality, and now it goes to Absolutely. Yeah. How did you? Uh, well, first, what a great thing to come out of, you know, a really terrible situation, yeah. right? I know my husband was furloughed for seven months and um, I wish he had started a podcast. <laughs> Instead, he just made all the delicious foods he leading us to our COVID-19 weight gain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but where did you come up with the name Don't Look Under the Bed? You know, I... As again, I've been in industry a long time. So I also, um, I worked in operations. So I was also working in housekeeping. And that was just always one of the things that I did as an inspector. I looked under the bed um, when I worked in housekeeping. So I just thought it was catchy um, when I talked to Nikki. And um, I was just like, you know, whenever you go into the room, people inspect the rooms or whatever. And then I'm like, just don't look under the bed. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. That's the title. And we just kind of ran with it because it was, you know, it was fun and it was catchy. I love it. Leon, did you have anything? No, go ahead. Okay. So sorry to all of our listeners. Our, my doorbell's ringing, the dog's barking, all the packages are being delivered. It's, it's just all real, the things. Real life, real life <laughs> yes. is happening. Yes. <laughs> um, so. uh, tell me, so for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with you and what you do, um, it looks like not only are you a seasoned industry professional, but you're also a global hospitality award winner. Yeah. So as a result of having the podcast and kind of staying focused on hospitality and staying, remaining positive and being encouraging, and inspiring, we were recognized by the international hospitality Institute um, for you know, for just that, for being encouraging and inspiring and for uh, starting the podcast and being pretty successful in that regard. So we were totally shocked because obviously it's a passion project. We were really just trying to get back into our day jobs <laughs> and yeah. found a hobby on top of it and then was was able to, um, you know, get an accolade for that, which was great. We also got uh, invited to speak at an MPI event here in Houston. And um, I got a call from Nikki and she says, I need to talk to you right away. And I was like, I got to work. She's like, no, call me right now. And she says, we've been invited to host this event. And I'm like, host? I'm like, I'm not a host. You know, I sell hotel, I sell hotel rooms. I sell used mattresses for a living. I don't know anything about hosting. <laughs> so, uh, so we did it and it was fine. It was something out of my comfort zone, which is something I'm working on as well. And uh, it, it was fun. So a lot of, has come out from hosting the podcast, a little more visibility and, um, you know, awareness. 
Nice. That's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Congratulations yeah. to you. I'm Leon Thomas with co-host Miranda Kitterland Lynch. Our guest today is Robin Moncrief. We're here. You're watching our show, Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. This is episode 15 of Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. Again, here with Robin Moncrief. Robin, let, let's talk about the hotel industry, the hospitality business in, in terms of, of diversity. You are a seasoned individual. You've been in the business a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Tell us, what, what improvements have you seen in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and particularly uh, with African-Americans, with Black people in leadership? What have you seen change? And tell us, where do you see the, the areas of opportunities? Leon, before she answers, can I ask first, yes. how many Black GMs have you seen in your industry career? Uh, 30 plus. Mm, two. That's the highest number I think we've yeah. ever gotten. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's gotten better. I would say there's a lot of black folks, middle management, you know, so sales and marketing, um, you know, sales managers, accounting, um, and on property. So that's, that's been constant throughout, I believe. I, I just don't see it above property as much. Uh, I want to say there are several initiatives that I've seen with the brands now where they're reaching out to be more inclusive. Um, Hilton actually has a, like a diversity committee where they are, you know, reaching out to the folks on property and training them and, and kind of molding them so they can get those positions um, above property. So there have been a lot of, uh, a lot of success, I'm sorry, success stories um, but it's still not where it should be, I would say. What do you think needs to happen to get it moving more quickly? Gosh, that's a great question. I, I think it's happening now. More people above property are seeing the potential in people. And I would say when, when people are being mentored, like for instance, um, when people are being mentored or whatever, you, you got to find out what, is, what it is that they want to do. Do they want to be above property? Do they want to be franchise? Um, well, not owners, but uh, regional directors and things like that. We, just, we have to find out what it is that people want and they need to know that that's available for them. You know, it, it doesn't end at the property level. So I think that's kind of like what Nikki and I are trying to do is show people it doesn't end there at the property level. You don't have to be in a hotel um, and, there are opportunities uh, available. So I think that there just needs to be more awareness of what, of what the opportunities are. Everybody thinks when you come to a hotel, you can, you work at the front desk in the restaurant. Well, that's not all there is. There's, there's so much more, um, you know, you could be a spa manager at a resort. You could be a, a golf pro um, at a resort or a general manager at a country club, um, IT, 
you know, for a, a region. Um, there, there's so many more opportunities there. And I think people just need to be uh, made aware of what they are. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. <clears throat> That's one of the things that an interesting story that, that happened uh, when I went to uh, a high school. In fact, that the high school that I went to and they were recruiting career day speakers. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk about the hospitality and, and hotel industry. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, in hotels, what do you mean? There's no careers there. You're going to check them yeah. in. You're going to check them out. You're going to clean a room or you're going to fix something or be a server. I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. It goes way, way deeper than that. So I had to educate the principal. I had to educate the the counselors, yeah. um, the career advisors on on the hospitality industry itself. But they still wouldn't take my word for it. I had to. I was working for a franchise company at the time, mm -hmm. whose offices aren't far from Baltimore. Um, so I had to invite them down to see everything that was that was going on that took place in the hotel business. And then mm -hmm. they they had a, a different view of it. But I just think of how many uh, folks that that work in in education that are advising those in, in, in high school students um, that they're not given even information about our industry. And so yeah. therefore they don't know and they don't even consider us as a career path. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the things that happens there. Robin, yeah. how did you get into the hotels? What's your oh, hotel wow. entry story? How did so that I, happen for you? It's so funny because there's so much. Um, and I want to attribute it to my grandmother. She was actually a um, conference director for a national association. So my summers were, I would spend them with her. And as a result, I'd get, get to go to the hotel with her and hang out, help her with um, registration bags and all these different things. So I saw my grandmother kind of navigate her way through the space, working with the convention service manager, working the exhibit floor. And so I just thought it was a lot of fun just seeing people come in and out. I was maybe 10 uh, when I started going with her regularly. And um, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed staying at the hotel, hanging out at the pool, ordering room service. But then when we went to the exhibit hall, it would, this whole world just opened up just seeing her interact with all these people. And her, um, Nikki will tell the story about how she would, um, they would plan their family reunion and you'd actually talk to somebody in Michigan for a hotel in Florida. And it's like, how does that work where you can actually talk to somebody and have your whole event planned over the phone? So I was intrigued by that. And then, you know, getting on property to see everything executed. That's how I got started. And I started at the front desk. And like I said, I've worked my way from the front desk through convention service, uh, housekeeping. I I've worked every department except for uh restaurants. So, and, and I never turned back. So <laughs> what a great career path. Yeah. Uh, you must have incredible stories. What was your most fun job? Would you say? Uh, fun. Wow. I like to say I enjoyed working for the convention and visitors bureau. Um, just because, you know, you have, you have the city that you're selling, you're selling the destination. So being able to experience all the things with your client is a lot of fun to me. So I was able to do things with them that I, that I normally would not do on my own. So mm -hmm. that opened up a whole other world and people don't 
people are not familiar with what the Convention Bureau does, and they don't know if that's a career path in hospitality as well. Mm-hmm. So you asked that question earlier, and I'd like to see it go back to, um, you know, before they get to college, you know, more, more high school where they can figure out, um, you know, some of the some of the jobs that are available. So, yeah, you can start at the front desk, but you can also work your way all the way up to VP or, you know, IT or um, whatever the case may be. Social media is really big now in uh, in the hospitality industry. So there's just so, so many options. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on an airplane at least once a month, and usually I'm wearing my FIU hospitality management shirt. And I can't tell you how many times someone's asked me, what is that? Yeah. You're literally in it right now on this plane. <laughs> yeah. My family, they still don't know what I do. It's like, <laughs> what is that? And it's like, well, <laughs> it's everything. Yeah. It's, it's right. everything. Yes, it's everything. Yeah. yeah. Leon, I know you're yeah. itching to ask. <laughs> Are you going to bring it up or do you it, want me to? Oh, no. oh am I going to bring it up? Uh oh. Oh, yes. Boy. Yes, I am. I'm going to bring it up. Oh, boy. Robin, you, you've watched the show, so you know we have two signature questions. Two signature questions. I'm going to bring it up. All okay. right. Have you ever had a Maryland crab cake? Oh, absolutely. Where did you get this Maryland crab cake? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I'm sure. Most recently, it was at a hotel restaurant. Oh, where? What state? In Maryland. In Maryland, you get so. Yeah, was it? it was, so if you got him at a hotel in Maryland, yes, I was. At a, I don't know if that counts. I'm not sure. <laughs> but okay, I was in Baltimore. In Baltimore, okay, you're winning. Okay, Inner Harbor. Inner yes. Harbor. Yeah. A lot of tourist traps there, but go ahead, go ahead, keep at it. At a hotel going. restaurant. Okay, so I'm not saying I got it in Kansas City. That's true too. <laughs> I'm in the I'm in, I'm in the <laughs> That's true. You're not saying Kansas City. You were in Maryland. All yes. right. And we'll give you a restaurant and I can't read it's a woman's name. Um I was there October and it was there's something called a pier. Wait a minute, stop. Oh, whoa, whoa. This goes deeper now. Uh-oh, here you we go. You were in, in Baltimore in October and I didn't get a call? Production oh, team, no. can we just take her out now? Can we <laughs> just get rid of her? You were here in October and I didn't I even get a was. call. I was. And I was there for a wedding. And I mean, when I tell you it was in and out, it was literally. We got there Friday night. We left Sunday morning. And <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that. Yes. I'll I'll stand in there. It's okay. <laughs> Leon's done. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so oh, I I will move us forward. I will move us on. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Move us forward. <laughs> So um, the signature question that I like to ask our guest is, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Just one thing. Gosh, I've gone through this so many times. I would tell my, um, I think 
advocate for yourself. Mm. Because that's something that I did not do when I was coming up. I was there in the sales office as the only black person like in management at all. And I did not advocate for myself. I was just happy to be there. I didn't want to, you know, make any waves or fluff, what is it? Ruffle feathers, you know, but I should have said, hey, well, how do I get to this job? I should have asked the question, how do I get to this? Or how do I, you know, what's the, what's the path to get to X, Y, and Z? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was just happy to be there. And so I just did my job sold what I needed to sell, brought the clients in and did not, uh, like I said, advocate for myself or ask those questions so that I could advance. And I've learned since then, you have to do that if you, and, you know, in order to move up that is or, lateral or whatever. So that's what I would tell my 20 year. So, and that also um, make sure you contribute to the 401k. Ah, yes. Two very solid pieces of I didn't do that right away either. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Advocating for yourself. I think, and I'm not making this a blanket statement, but I think oftentimes as women in the workplace, we do not do that um, to the level that our male counterparts do. Right. Right. But remember, this is the difference that when they bring a male in, he's going to get the training. Oh, you know what? Bob's going to get the training and whatever he doesn't know, he'll learn on the job. We have to come in already knowing. Mm. And that's been my experience personally. I don't know about anybody else's, but I've seen people come in and they're getting on the job training where it's like, I have to go through the checklist in order to get to the next step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's been the Mm -hmm. difference for the women that I know in the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. Again, just from experience not uh, citing any academic studies or anything. Right. Yeah. That's just lived experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 plus years in sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Robin, thank you for being our guest here today. We enjoyed thank the conversation you. with you. Thank you so much. This was yes, fun. Right on. I'm glad. And glad I just it was follow a good you on Instagram. So everybody listening, oh. go follow. Uh, don't look under the bed pod. Yes. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So you can find me there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Let's bring our studio host, Oren Stewart, back into the show. Hey, Oren, how you doing? Hey, Oren. I'm doing well. Such another great episode as usual. Robin and Nikki's podcast. Please make sure to go and check it out. As always, please continue to tune in and watch us here at Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart. Have an amazing, amazing week. Take care.